Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello, and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Tori Curlin, the Communications Coordinator with the Greater North Fulton Chamber. Today, we'll, we will be discussing millennials in the workplace, the myths, the stereotypes, and the truth. As a millennial myself, I'll be your host today, and I'm excited to introduce today's guests. Hillary Liu, Special Events Coordinator with the City of Alpharetta. Hey, guys. <laughs> and Sophia Niemeyer, Local Marketing Liaison with Smile Doctors. Hello. Our topic for this month's show will be millennials in the workplace. Let's start with defining who are the millennials. Millennials were born between the early 1980s and the early 2000s. Millennials are forcing massive change in the world and the workplace. And while change is usually difficult, futurists say we're all going to better off, to be better off as a result. This generation is used to experiencing success and might not have run into failure much before. There are many of our newer employees and organizations they also assume everything is negotiable. We have several questions for our panelists today, so let's get started. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, what led you to your career path, and what you do now. We will start with Hillary. Hey. Okay. So my family moved here from an island in Hawaii, Oahu. Um, we moved to North Fulton. My dad thought that it would be a good move for better public education, a more affordable lifestyle, and a chance to easily explore what we call the mainland, <laughs> which is the U.S., so we could drive around. Um, and I wanted to be everything when I was little. I mean, like a hairdresser, own a candy shop, design roller coasters, but that's representative of my curiosity as an ENFP. And I don't know if you guys follow Myers-Briggs personality types, but um, yeah, I ended up staying in state and I took advantage of the Hope Scholarship. So I ultimately graduated from Georgia Tech with a degree in business administration after heeding my mom's words about pursuing a degree in psychology because my older sister's friend actually struggled to find a job after getting a master's from Emory. Um, but, you know, she was graduating right in the fallout of the financial crisis. So I ended up concentrating in marketing because it's got consumer behavior mixed in there, which had overlap with psychology for me. And it gave me a creative outlet if ever I wanted to go that route, which actually worked out great because I found myself naturally drawn to event marketing. And I gained experience in all kinds of work environments like large corporation, agency, small company. And to my surprise, I'm currently now in government. So I work for the city of Alpharetta in the Recreation, Parks and Cultural Services Department. So my team and I, we plan annual festivals for the community. And although most of our purpose is to celebrate, um, to me, it's also largely to promote the city. So I don't think I can really ever shake my enjoyment in the strategy of marketing. That's awesome. And I think all three of us are kind of on the same page there. We've got a group of uh, very creative uh, young millennial women here today. Um, awesome, Hillary. Thank you so much. Um, Sophia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. So my name is Sophia. And I've lived in North Fulton since 2005. 
I'm a graduate of Milton High School. I played on the tennis team, so I've been very involved in my community for a long time. Um, but when I graduated from Milton in 2012, I decided I wanted to go out of state and get in touch with my Midwestern roots and go to St. Catherine University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, I'm also very proud it's a women's college and I think that was a big part in influencing who I am today. So I graduated from St. Kate's with a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Communication Studies and History. And when I graduated in 2016, I really felt like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Like I looked at other peers around me and they were all questioning what they wanted to do. And I was like, no, I've got this totally figured out. I know what I'm going to do. I got out of school and I realized I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and through some trial and error, I actually ended up at um, the Chattahoochee Nature Center in Roswell, working in the marketing department um, in a local nonprofit in our area. And I was also doing freelance work at the time, too. And I think that really... It, the position really allowed me to kind of create my own role and figure out what I was good at. And I also, I mean, I've always been a very ambitious person, but I think it just grew during that time. And actually through a total chance encounter a year ago, I was at one of Hillary's events, the um, Alpharetta Food Truck Alley. And I saw my old orthodontist from like 10 years ago. <laughs> and I told my sister, I was like, I'm going to go say hi to him. I haven't seen him in 10 years. Like, I'm going to thank him for what he did for me. She's like, you're crazy. I would never just go up to someone like that. <laughs> and I went up to him and I told him, I was like, thank you. I don't know if you remember me, but I just wanted to say thank you. And he's like, well, what are you doing now? And I'm like, well, I do marketing. And he was like, well, why don't you come work for me? So I accepted the job and I started doing marketing for my old orthodontist, which then led me to Smile Doctors Braces, which is an organization of elite orthodontists across the country specializing in braces and Invisalign. And I was a field rep for our Northwest uh, clinics. And just in about the last month and a half, I accepted a new role as a local marketing liaison and I help coordinate the local efforts for about 80 clinics in 12 states. So I'm really, wow. yeah, so it's been awesome. I mean, it just shows that hard work and dedication takes you to really great places. And so I'm really excited to share more of my thoughts today. That's awesome, Sophia. Well, you obviously have a really great work ethic. Um, <laughs> going into a little bit about that, um, what are some of the stereotypes about work ethic of millennials um, as employees? And which parts of that reputation do you think are true and, and which are fa false? We'll start with you. All Sophia. right. Um, you know, I think millennials, you hear about it in the news, they're, you know, characterized as lazy, entitled, you know, they haven't been in the workforce very long, but yet they think they're, um, you know, they're entitled and they owe, they're being owed all these certain things. And I think there are certain millennials. I think it's of any generation. You know, you can't characterize one group as all ambitious, all lazy. I think there's absolutely millennials out there that are lazy and entitled. But I think there's so many millennials out there who are willing to do the hard work, who are committed to long hours, who are committed to starting in positions, you know, where they really have to prove themselves and work their way up. Um, so I think you know, there's some entitled out there, but I think there's a lot of ambition out there too. Right. I completely agree. Um, Hillary, what, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think like millennials covers a broad range of transformative stages in one's life. Like mm -hmm. on the older end of our generation, some people are probably married with kids. Um, and then on the opposite end, you have people who are fresh out of college, still trying to strike a balance between living to work or working to live. And 
Yeah, every story is so unique. And I think that's vital to keep in mind when you think of millennials. But honestly, I had to Google this. Um, and I mean, <laughs> it came up with a lot of the same things that um, uh, Sophia mentioned that, you know, millennials are entitled, lazy, distracted and impatient. I was watching like YouTube videos on this, but it's a good <laughs> sign because I mean, that means that, you know, the people I work with, I, they don't treat me as such. So it's not something that's blatant. Um, I think looking at the glass, glass half full, though, it could also paint the picture of like a tech enabled multitasker with a desire to make an impact. But I think it depends on your perspective of how you want to look at it. I know for me personally, my priority is to understand the big picture, measure how it aligns with my values, and then get hands on experience carrying it out. So like, the second step of measuring the job alignment with my values is what helps me become intrinsically motivated to do the work, which I've learned has created a stronger loyalty. And I think that's a privilege that we have because the people before us, like my mom, dad, my grandparents worked really hard to provide for our basic needs, you know, on like Maslow's hierarchy. Um, their priority was to provide the American dream of a white picket fence, which brought shelter and safety. And thanks to them, I have the opportunity to focus on the psychological and self-fulfillment needs of that pyramid. But sometimes, you know, does it make me sound lazy if I ask why in response to a request to do something? Perhaps, again, depending on who you ask. But, like, I'm just trying to understand what's being asked of me um, in order to have autonomy in finding the most efficient way to accomplish the task. Yeah, makes complete sense. And I think that's kind of a trend um, throughout our generation is we are always asking why and, and wanting to know. Mm -hmm. Um it is said that millennials are really concerned about the community and how they can give back. Um, when you have time to be involved with your community, what are you able to do? What do you do? And I'll start with you this time. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I volunteer a good bit just because I think it's really important to create just as much as you consume. Um, to make it easier on myself, I try to keep my world as cyclical as possible to leverage all my interests naturally. So I love people. I love events and I love collaborative ideas. Um, so I value travel and culture. So I'm on the board of directors for the Atlanta International Night Market. Um, and they celebrate diversity through common entertainment of like food, dance, music, art. And they also support immigrant entrepreneurs. I also value taking care of our environment and sustainability. So I'm on the event planning committee for Concrete Jungle, which they're based in Atlanta and they glean the neglected fruit like from streets, from like uh, golf courses. They might have apple trees and they donate the fresh produce to food banks. And they also provide like education and ways to cook the nutritious like or to like maximize your nutrition when you're cooking the fruit. Um, but I've also been trying to get out of my element by helping out at 48 and 48, which is um, this event. That takes place every year where UX, UI designers, marketing, and project managers come out and um, build 48 free websites for nonprofits in 48 hours. And then I think our newest venture, Sophia and I, um, is GNF GNFCC's startup committee helping launch programming for young professionals. Woo, so. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for you to say that. I'm going to be on the committee as well. Yeah. I'm hoping that's going to be a su success and something that um, I want everybody to be looking forward to. Um, what about you, um, Sophia? What do you think as far as what kind of things are you involved in? Yeah. 
What do you like to do outside? So this really started even back in college, actually, as part of our curriculum and our classes, we were required to volunteer in the community. And that was part of our grade. And I thought that was so important. It just got us so involved in the Minneapolis-St. Paul community. And, you know, I was new to the area. I grew up in Georgia and California. <laughs> so it was really important for me to get out there. And I, it's just helped develop such a passion for me to get out in the community. Um, there's a local nonprofit here, Canine Assistance in Milton. I've been lucky to volunteer with them some after school through my dad, who uh, works at Honda in the area. And I've really worked with Smile Doctors, too, to get our teams more involved in the community, because I think it's so important for businesses in the area that we're not just a place of business where people come and consume. Our team members and our clinics are um, involved in our communities and part of the community and, you know, really get to know their neighbors and care about their neighbors. So that's something I'm passionate about, too. Um, and I also have my yoga teaching certification outside of work. So I'm hoping that's something I can do a little bit more with and really give back to the community because I'm very passionate about the health and wellness. Um, and I think millennials really need that balance, as we'll talk more about. Yep. Um, and of course, I'm <laughs> excited to do more with the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I've been involved now for at least a year or two. Um, so I'm definitely excited to get more involved with the young professionals. Perfect. That's really exciting. Um, going into that work-life balance, um, a recent millennial survey showed 65% of millennials believe that flexibility in the workplace increases that work-life balance. Um, can you leave your work at work and come home with a free mind? Or do you stress about what happened during the day and allow it to affect your personal life? Um, we'll start with you. Actually, we'll start with you, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, this is something that's really important. And it's something that I've had to really focus on because I actually work from home. And I think that makes it even more difficult to separate that balance right. because you take five steps from your desk and you don't have that time driving to and from work to kind of debrief from your day. Um, so I've had to put boundaries for myself and kind of guidelines for myself, which I think is so important for not only millennials, but any generation. I mean, at night, I've started putting my phone on airplane mode just so I can hit that button and mentally shut off. Um, you know, I've planned in my calendar when I'm going to go to the gym, when I'm going to go to yoga, when I'm going to spend time with friends. And I think it is hard. I think it's hard to separate that stress from your day, especially when you're very committed to what you're doing and you care a lot about it. Um, but I think it's just finding boundaries for yourself. And I think every person's different. And I think millennials have gotten really good at figuring that out, even though they're very ingrained with technology and, you know, they're connected with their phones. I think they've also become very smart about setting those boundaries. Yeah. Making those schedules is, mm -hmm. is vital, especially exactly. to my, my life as well. Yes. So I totally understand. <laughs> Um, Hillary, what do you think? That's strange. Yeah, I haven't. Actually, that is one of the work settings I haven't really delved into. Um, I don't, I don't work from home. Government is <laughs> a little more rigid in that. But I mean, government has also been a blessing that in disguise that I didn't even know. I, I'm able to leave my work at home and, um, they actually request that I keep it there. I know my boss and my director are more worried that I'm going to be working really, really late, but I'm lucky to have the structure that I do. And, um, both, again, my boss and my director allow me to maintain a schedule that's ideal for all of my other interests. And I think it's just that patience and understanding really goes a long way. But things can get stressful. I mean, especially with all the nonprofit and volunteer work on the side. But I know my main priority is the 
job that pays the bills and all other projects are of my own choosing. Um, however, like I said, the more I sculpt the activities into the cycle of my leveraged interests, the less stress I feel because it's all moving towards a common goal. Right. Absolutely. Makes sense. Um, as far as your work environment, I know you guys have a little bit of a different idea of that right now, but, um, open work floor plans have become really popular. Uh, many businesses have different types of work environments. Um, do you work at home, which we know that answer, <laughs> um, in a traditional office or in an office with an open floor plan? Um, how does that affect productivity when you open, um, to non-traditional work spaces? And, um, we can start with you, Hillary. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a somewhat traditional office government. Um, my cube actually opens right into my bosses. So it's more of a detriment to her with me having a million and one questions turning around all the time. And I feel so bad. But um, actually, I interned for an agency right after it was acquired by like a renowned international agency. And I was helping them move offices. And they went from this quirky, homey space with like slanted hallways to this ultra sleek white all like all white and glass minimalistic floor plan where you could literally see your vp across the room at any point in time and i think it increased the individual's productivity but it also increased paranoia leading to a decrease in collaboration and creativity so i think like in a highly competitive environment, that might be ideal. However, like my suggestion would be to tailor the space to the ideal social environment to get the job done and then let the individuals decide what they need beyond that, whether that's space away from the office or social outings after work. Because like Sophia said, I mean, everybody's different. Yeah. Sophia, tell us a little bit about your experience with that. Yeah, so I've actually had the opportunity to work in all different types of work environments. I've worked in a cubicle. I've had a more open space. I've shared a desk with my boss before. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked out of my car. I work from home. I work in the clinic. Um, And I really find community to be important. And even though I do work from home, I really make a point of going to our local clinics and just sitting amongst the team and getting to know how their day's going, how things are going. Um, because I do think employees are more productive when they work together and mm-hmm. they really collaborate um, and share passion. And I think that's so important. So even though I do have that flexibility that I can work from home, um, I love going to just be among my community. And community has always been so important for me. Right. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Been in a couple work environments myself. Mm-hmm. And the, the common denominator is being around people for me. It's, oh my it gosh, makes it yeah. a lot easier. <laughs> um, there are some myths surrounding millennials. Um, in your opinion, what is the biggest myth regarding millennials in the workplace? And is there one myth that is true, whether that be positive or negative? I know we kind of tend to go towards the negative sometimes. <laughs> um, we can start with you. All right. Well, we kind of touched on it. I definitely think there's kind of two spectrums. You know, there's the lazy and the entitled millennials, but I think there's also the very ambitious millennials. And I think employers will be able to figure out very quickly those two subsets and be able to really get to know their employees and be able to figure that out. Um, So I think there's truth in both sides. I think, you know, there's definitely lazy entitled, but I think there's also very ambitious and I, th- I'm going to go ahead and say that I think there's more ambitious millennials out there in the workforce than there are lazy, um, including Hillary and I. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, Hillary, what do you think? 
Um, I guess like one thing that's always been on the top of my mind, like after all that Googling, <laughs> is um, millennials kind of get a bad rap for this everyone gets a trophy mentality. Um, I feel like this is an idea that was never really truly adopted and is almost like offensive, I guess. Like life's not fair is a concept that I've discussed with older coworkers of mine. Like that's, that's true. Um, and, but although it's true, does that mean that we should refrain from trying to make the things we earn feel justified? Like with technology and globalization, giving us a broad perspective of our place in the world, it's easy for like imposter syndrome to creep in and feel mm -hmm. that we're undeserving. And I feel that everyone gets a trophy was not really ever truly understood right mm -hmm. yeah i think it's absolutely um a benefit to be able to celebrate those successes mm -hmm. um that imposter syndrome is it can creep in really oh, quickly yeah. Oh, yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> so looking forward um what is one piece of advice you would give leaders and employers in the position of managing millennials um and we can start with you hillary so i think it's for me it's pretty simple like good Leaders, good management will treat people like an individual that has the potential to grow by supporting them in finding their passion or their purpose and then play to their strengths. Um, I think like, if that environment's right, they can and probably will adapt. Mm -hmm. It all comes back to that communication, yeah. how you relate to different people. Um, what about you, Sylvia? So I love this question. And it really got me thinking because, as you mentioned, millennials were born between the 1980s and the early 2000s. And having studied history in college, I really think about all the world events that have transpired over those years and how that's impacted millennials. I mean, there's been huge events on the world, you know, stage, on the U.S. stage. Um, I mean, the recession in 2008, 2009, mm -hmm. millennials saw their parents lose their job. And I think that really gave them the mentality and the work ethic, a really strong work ethic. And I think millennials as well, they're not just satisfied with completing the job. They want to know that they're having an impact in their career and on their communities and in the work that they do. So I think um, employers should keep in mind that uh, millennials come with a huge wealth of experience, um, ambition um, to really make a change in people's lives and their workplaces. Absolutely. Potential. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Sophia, um, what is one piece of advice you would give leaders and employees in the position? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for answering. No, that I was like, we could do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, uh, how can we find you and find out more about the city of Alpharetta and Smile Doctors? So you can um, learn more about Smile Doctors at smiledoctors.com. Um, the links to our Facebook and Instagram are also on there. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have three Smile Doctors here in North Fulton. Our Roswell location is located on West Crossville, and we have two in Alpharetta, one here on Windward Parkway and a second location on North Point Parkway. All our consultations are complimentary, so we invite any guests listening to come in for your consultation and explore the options on braces and Invisalign. Awesome, awesome. And Hillary, um, how can we find out a little bit more about the city of Alpharetta? Yeah, you can find out more about our annual events. Uh, if you follow our Facebook, it's at Alpharetta Recreation, or you can visit the city website at www.alpharetta.ga.us. 
Perfect. Well, I want to thank my guests for joining me today. I also want to thank our listeners for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, visit businessradiox.com, select the North Fulton Studio, and then click on the GNFCC 400 Insider. The Greater North Fulton Chamber has several several programs for young business professionals, including Millennial Monday Luncheons. To find out more about these programs and other chamber programs, visit gnfcc.com. Until next time, I am Tori Curlin, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X.